Welcome back to the IRDC, the Injured Reserve Debate Club. I am Kevin Michael Morin, and as always, I'm joined by Terry Cudmore, but today we had to make a call to the bullpen as <laughs> Justin is learning how to live with a new little tiny roommate. Uh, so <laughs> I'd like to welcome uh, Sydney Van Gorp to the pod. Welcome, Sid. Hey, what is up? Thanks for having Thanks me. Thanks so much for joining. Um. I, I like to think of Sydney as the antithesis of everything uh, Terry believes in in sports. Um, oh. Yankee, she's a Yankees fan. Uh, she oh, you didn't Patri- tell me that. She's <laughs> anti-Patriots. Um, Look you how know, much but- more he likes me now. I can oh, see you have a fit. I oh, so that's why. Oh man, so that was that was well played keeping that in the holster until we hit. Record. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, thankfully, we're not diving into how uh, trash our baseball teams are. Um, oh, at the yeah. Let's see. Hey, you don't play Fox anymore, Kevin. You're a Mariners fan now. Well, I... Are you? Yeah. Are you, you, mean, oh, now you walk it back? You talk no, such a big game. I, I get behind the M's. I get behind the M's. I mean, they're, they're actually going to be a playoff team, hopefully. Wildness. Um, which is crazy. Um, it's awesome, but Sid is also in Seattle, newly, newly landed. How are you finding the city so far? Um, I love it. It's beautiful. I'm a little terrified by what darkness lies ahead. Um, <laughs> the past few days, I uh, yeah, I was joking with my husband, and we both were like, "Well, I guess this is why uh, no super famous pop stars have come from the Pacific Northwest, and it's been a lot of grunge. Like Nirvana makes a lot more sense now that I live." <laughs> yeah, this week has been the start of what will be um what feels like 500 days of rain. Um this is this cool. is the this is the true time frame of what everybody imagines Seattle to be weather-wise where it'll just rain till like March and then we'll have beautiful weather for a while. Super freaking cool. It's great. It's okay. uh, so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I like it here. I haven't been here that much longer than you. Uh, a year, but it's good. It's beautiful. Uh, Everywhere you look is pretty. The way you said I like it here was the like when Ben Affleck and Goodwill Hunting tells me when he got pretty good. And he's like, well, I like it here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can't can't take the Boston out of the boy, I guess. <laughs> um, so our first topic for today will be a Sydney versus Terry. Uh, what we're talking about is our fictional sports Mount Rushmore. Um, we had a little bit of pre-debate debate about how exactly uh, we wanted to look at this, but we're keeping it uh, o- pretty open to interpretation. So I'm excited to see what the two of you bring to the table. Uh, so let's start with Sydney. Okay. All right. Off the jump. Okay. So I'm going to explain a little bit of my crazy. Uh, hold on. Hold on. I'm an idiot. How did I do that? Can you unmute yourself? I muted I you because I'm, wow. I'm, I'm used to you. Already. I'm used to me being on, on the the bottom of this, not on the top of this. So I went to mute myself and forgot that uh, because I'm logged into Justin's account, I'm here as Justin and was like, wait a minute. That's not. Uh, anyway, sorry. It's okay. Continue. I did my whole argument and I won in that a minute. In that, <laughs> that's a tap. That's what everybody's meant. Well played. It was that good that you uh. I'm not cutting um, my stupidity out of this, just just to be clear. You're not stupid. It's okay. Technology. Okay, so when I was thinking about Mount Rushmore, this is what I was thinking. My criteria was that 
I felt like Mount Rushmore needed to have representation for every major sport and a coach. That was sort of in my mind. I don't know why, that's just what I envisioned. And then I thought, okay, they have to have had like an iconic pulp culture like vibe. There had to be some sort of like iconic, you know, pop reference. They had to be good. They had to be really talented in whatever position they played or role they played in sports. They had to be like quotable, beloved. They couldn't just be like somebody I really liked, you know, or a film I really loved. And I, in extra bonus points, if they were, they like reflected the time or helped push sports forward in some way, was sort of kind of what I was thinking. Um, and then obviously, is it rewatchable? Like, will I rewatch it? Because you know, there's 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 a ton of sports movies, and like as much as I love, as much as like the program's my favorite football movie. I'm not going to put like Latimer on Mount Rushmore. That'd be stupid. Okay. So that's, that's, that's where I'm coming from to give you an idea where I'm coming from. Just to, just to clarify, my rationale was I like them. <laughs> well, I like them too. Well, just letting you know the, the thought that you put in okay. is much more impressive than, than oh. mine. Um, I am curious where you mentioned the program, if there was another defensive player that made your Mount Rushmore, but I will let you move you know, present yours. Okay. Okay. So this is my first pick. And this like came immediately was coach Taylor. If you're going to have a coach on Mount Rushmore, I feel like you don't get any better than coach Taylor. He was not only successful on the football field, he was a great molder of men, everybody everywhere. Even if you don't like sports runs around saying clear hearts or clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Like everybody I could rewatch Friday Night Lights right now and binge the whole thing over again. I, it would, I would never tire of it. So I feel like Coach Taylor was a lock for me from a coach perspective. Then for baseball, I chose Dottie Henson from a league of their own. Now, for those of you who maybe have been living under a rock and have never seen a league of their own, it is arguably the most well-known baseball movie you could you, you one could argue we're not saying i am arguing it but one could what it did for female sports movies is unparalleled i that was back in the day where like my parents would drop me off at the movie theater with my friends and i swear i i probably saw it in the theater like at a bazillion times who doesn't hear it used to be my playground and start to cry or get emotional, right? Um, I know she only played one season, but she was arguably the best in the league. And she's iconic. You got the splits catch, you got the one-handed loveless catch. You know, Dottie, Dottie for me was uh, the best thing about a league of their own. So that's where I'm going there. So I got Coach Taylor and Dottie. For my third pick, I went with Rod Tidwell. Went with Rod because I found it really hard to pick a football player because a lot of the people that I love, I feel like, aren't Mount Rushmore worthy, even if you love them. And I think that the Tidwell plotline in Jerry Maguire is the best part of the movie because the love story between Tom Cruise and, and Renee is actually honestly kind of cringe. When you go back and you watch it, like it's, it's kind of obnoxious. Um, he stole the, what is the what is the line? He stole the a real man wouldn't steal the pootie from a single mo mom. 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you have the Quan. Oh, wait, no. Or is it shot? No, shoplift. Yes, you're right. It is shoplift. Shop. Yes. Everybody says, show me the money. I love Rod Tibble's viewpoint on, like, the game and Quan and, like, family, love, money, talent. Um, and who doesn't love that story? If that happened in real life in football, a player came back from being so on the verge of complete and utter irrelevancy and then had that kind of a game comeback, it would be amazing. Plus, people getting Junior won an, an Oscar for that performance. It's iconic. It's the best part of that movie. Um, and he's so lovable. And he's just absolutely, I, I love Red Tickle. So that's where I went there. And then my last pick, I might, I might get some, huh? But this is one of those where I'm kind of with Terry on this I love. Is my basketball pick is Monica Wright from Love and Basketball. Now, this 2000 banger is one of my all-time favorite movies. I've probably easily seen it a hundred times. And for people who don't know, it centers around a young black girl wanting to be the first woman to ever play in the NBA. Even when she's a kid, she's saying this. And what I love about the film is it is, yes, the love story is like so elevated, but in Revere, people love it. It is such a love letter to basketball. The film is broken down into four quarters. It was one of those first films where you saw a female athlete struggle from you know, playing in high school to then playing in college to then seeking out the pros, playing internationally. So there was the pros. And what makes this film so like sports relevant is it came out only three years after the WNBA had even been created. So the WNBA came out in 97. This film came out in 2000. And it really showed in a way what was possible for female athletes and especially basketball players. And when I was looking for some sort of way to validate this pick because I knew there might be like a what? And I was Googling, I actually found like so many quotes from massive WNBA superstars about how this film affected them. And championship aces, Chelsea Gray, literally is quoted as saying, I think as a kid, we were able to finally see somebody that we could aspire to be. And if that is not like an important sports film, I don't know what it is. So I'm going with Monica Wright for my final pick. I'm looking at this cast too in low key. It's absolute fire. It is such a, have you guys seen this movie? I have, I have not. And I need to go watch it. You have to watch it. It's such a love letter to basketball. Um, you may, you know, one of the reference, cause I know at least Kevin, you're a new girl fan. Yeah. And um, one of the biggest pencil and moments is uh, so Monica and Q, um, who are both based uh, basketball players. And what's great and Q, also Q about is Omar Epps. Yes, uh, played by Omar Epps, who uh, he was such a babe around that time. I mean, he's still a babe, but um, what's great is it's the first time you saw a woman choosing sports over her man. There were so many times Q was like, "Oh, I need you to be here," and she's like, "I got practice." I'm working towards being like in the pros. Um, but at the end of the movie, they have this um, iconic scene where she says, I'll play you for your heart. Hmm. And new girl fans, when Schmidt's trying to date um, Winston's sister, 
that whole scene in the slow-mo is a, is a, is a nod to um, Love and Basketball. So you guys need to watch this and then we can discuss it later because it is an epic film. So I'm good. Definitely check it out. It's a great love letter to basketball. Um, I like this. I like this. I, yeah. um, I will say, um, and not to in, give Terry any ideas, but I did, I did backlate <laughs> long and hard about just putting Kevin Costner's head on the mountain just as like a catch-all because when you think <laughs> of sports movies, you, you think of Kevin Costner, you know, you got Field of Dreams, Draft Day, the Love of the Game, Ten Cup. Um, I think I'm, am I missing something? I feel like I am. Yeah, it, but, but that's okay. You, he's <laughs> Durham. I, I think that's yeah. the point. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So but I here's think, like maybe we just put Kevin's head there, like not say for a character, and but and just like kind of have him exist in the space. This Mount Rushmore is four different Kevin Costners. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. One thing I'll say about Kevin Costner is, I mean, I guess Crash Davis maybe, but I, at least for me, I was I was looking for more like maybe charismatic characters and i feel like his yeah. his movie characters are all like a little bit more on the stoic side for the sports true. movie true mm -hmm. although i do love him in 10 cup i, I just like i'm not a golf fan so it would be hard no, for me yeah see and that was my argument it's like you can't put golf up there although wait a second i just realized i do have a golf person did you put a golf right there? yeah because i'm like you can put like cold trickle up there but like do you want a race car driver on your mount rushmore i don't really think so i've never seen that movie so what? I, yeah I'm coming out of this with a lot of lists with a with a list of a lot of movies Guys, I'm probably gonna need to watch. Sports movies is my favorite genre of film, and I I could watch oh, so all this day. This deck was kind of stacked then against me. Well, no, I don't. I mean, hey, yeah, you know, we we did ask her to come with a with a topic sure. that that uh, she was back. Hopefully, about, so. what will happen is we'll get viewers to watch some sports movies that they've never seen before. Hmm. Fall in love with some new characters. Viewers and podcasters alike. Uh, Terry, who do you have uh, up on your Mount Rushmore? So, I, I didn't break it down by sports or by coaches, but I do think that was a good idea. Um, Thank you, Terry. It was, I had three that I really liked, and then I thought I should probably have a sports movie villain. So that's Ooh, how Love that decision. So just to start, we'll start off same as you. With Friday Lights, the TV show, Matt Saracen. I <laughs> love Matt Saracen. Okay, okay. Absolutely love Matt Saracen. My favorite character on the show by far. The thing with Riggins, love Riggins. Here's the thing, and I get why they had to do it because you can't get him out of the show. But the uh -huh. idea that he is a sophomore in the in the pilot. No, I know. No sense. Makes no sense. It would have made more sense. I know you couldn't keep him back because I don't think technically you, he could have kept playing on the team if he kept because I think he, he wouldn't be a, he wouldn't be eligible. But anyway, um, yeah, rooted hard for the Saracen Julie Taylor romance. Very yeah. upset broke up in the show. Very happy when they got back together. Yeah, that's been a good. Um, I don't know what it's called when it's like a video that they put people's names on. Like it's not a meme. It's not a GIF. But that's a big thing this week. Is there's a scene when Matt Saracen and Julie Taylor are telling coach and Mrs. Coach that they're going to get married or they're getting engaged. And in it, it's like they put Travis Kelsey on Matt Saracen, Taylor Swift on Julie Taylor. And then it's like Swifties on, on Mrs. Taylor. And then like NFL fans on coach Taylor. 
Oh, I haven't seen this. I don't know what that's called, but whatever it is, uh, it was pretty funny. And it's Tammy Taylor. And it would be, it's always, what would Tammy Taylor do? It's Tammy Taylor. Not Mrs. Coach Taylor. Well, I said Coach Taylor's fine. Fair enough. Um, Now you threw me. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry. No, Matt Saracen. It's a great pick. Thanks. (laughs) Um, So I also just really enjoyed that, you know, that whole scene, the storyline in season three where he kind of gets benched and then he becomes a wide receiver. The scene where he, he the, the coach is like, if you can run all the routes perfectly, then I'll let you do it because he doesn't want him to, he can't have his backup get injured. It's just, he's the best yep. in the final season. The best episode of the final season is the one about his dad. Um, yeah. Next is Rick Wild Thing Vaughn. Just from a entertainment standpoint, a dude that with a mohawk that throws like 99 miles an hour it's yep. just, you can't beat it. Um, he has some of the best lines in the movie, like when they're out to dinner and he's wearing a leather vest with a t- leather vest, no shirt underneath, leather vest, tie, and looks and goes, I look like a banker in this, is maybe one of my favorite <laughs> lines. And then right after that, when Jake Taylor sees Rene Russo's new boyfriend, and Rick's like, do you want me to take him outside and beat the shit out of him? And no one addresses what he says. The facial expression that Charlie Sheen makes is just, amazing um and also like his storyline the second one's not great i'm not gonna it's not great but his storyline and when he spoiler alert from major league two i don't really care um when he comes out <laughs> of the bullpen at the end back as the wild thing with the glasses it's it's yeah. the only maybe one of the only good parts of that movie yeah kind of the wild card here i didn't I, when you said the program earlier said i almost made this change i almost put in alvin mack because alvin I mack mean, yeah I have Jim Bowers. Do either of you know who Jim Bowers is? Jim Bowers. I don't Jim. I don't think I do. The name doesn't ring a bell, but that maybe we don't know the, what the Jim Bowers is played by Jonathan Silverman, and he is a Minnesota Twins relief pitcher in the nineteen ninety four film Little Big League. Oh, oh wow. Is, okay. This is a ten year old Terry. Um, because for whatever reason, I just thought he was hysterical in that movie. Um, and I just wanted to, to, to give my younger self a little bit of, you know, an option to pick one of these. Uh, One of the weirder subplots though, in that movie is when the young boy's manager finds out that he has spent a lot of money renting a porn movie in his hotel room. And his response was that Bowers made him do it, which for a child's <laughs> film, oh, man. an adult man forced a Ooh. child to watch a pornographic movie. Like we were, we were different in the, in the mid nineties. Like oh we God, were laughing right? stuff like that, not thinking, Hey, that's a very serious false accusation that could have wound Bowers up in jail. Um, so that, that's another reason why, uh, yeah, Bowers made it for me. My last one's the villain, Shooter McGavin. If you're thinking of a sports movie villain with someone has zero redeemable qualities that you just want to see lose in every every facet of the world, you want him to lose. Perfectly played by Christopher yeah. McDonald. Just a perfect yeah. sports movie villain. Also, in the heyday of Facebook, there was a person that created the profile. His his profile was a shooter McGavin. 
and his all of his interests were like seeing Happy Gilmore fail, like, <laughs> all these things. And he ran his Facebook page as if he was Shooter McGavin. And then obviously got tired of it. And all of a sudden, I noticed as I was going through my Facebook page in, when I was in college, I have a random friend from Penn State. And I'm like, who the hell is this person? Like, I was like, I have no idea who this person is. Why am I friends with this person? And I had to reach out to them and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm the Shooter McGavin guy. I changed my profile oh my to be gosh. real. And we actually had a very nice exchange. And I remained Facebook friends with this person for a while. That is amazing. Yeah. So but there's that, there's there's a Twitter account that is exactly that. I I, I mean I'd love I'm just gonna believe it's the same guy. <laughs> yes, as you should. Yeah. So those are my those are my four. So Kevin, I I do not envy the task that you either. are about to. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. I I I'm sitting here wondering who you were gonna pull out of happy Gilmore because as soon as you said you had a golf one I was like that's got that's got to be the film there's got to be somebody there obviously there are more golf films but like what's more iconic than like mid-90s Adam Sandler movies let's let's be real you know what I do find really funny and interesting though is that neither of us when we're talking about a sports Mount Rushmore neither of us said Rocky I don't like the movie nor the character so that's why I did that (laughs) You, the, the, it's a, just said so i know it's your first episode it's an audio medium so the the thing that you that's, just, true. <laughs> that's, true. that's true i'm signing um yeah no i agree with you i agree with you i'm ne- like maybe rocky four maybe but yeah. like i'm never gonna stop and be like oh rocky's on i better change all my plans and sit here and watch rewatch it again you mean the 45 minutes in the middle where nothing happens yeah that's yeah, not exactly exactly but i, I mean, it, I, mean add- I bet if you pulled america people would say oh you're doing a sports mount rushmore and you're rocky well they so would yeah it's that it, it's probably feel the dream it's like all of like the yeah. Yeah. But that's not how I, I mean, again, this that's why I said in the beginning, like, are we doing this? Not in the beginning here, like when we're talking about it off, yes. off I was going to say off screen, uh, offline. <laughs> yeah. Because I think if we were doing best, we're not going to do this right now because then Kevin is going to get mad at us. But that <laughs> would be very different. Like, I think I might try to sneak on like a Benny Rodriguez, a Steve Nebraska. Yeah. I, I love, also you really love your Steve Nebraska. I don't, but you cannot argue that he is no. an amazing athlete in the movie. That's true. That's very true. That's why I almost put um, either Tommy or Brendan from from Warrior on because I was like, Warrior is Warrior like, walks. I mean, it is. You want to talk about a movie that after it ended, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is the best sports movie ever made. Um, but yeah. And here's the thing about that: that probably is longer than Rocky. Doesn't feel that way at all. I think it's like it's, no. it's like two and a half hours. And it it's, was long. Well, you know, but it's, because ne- yeah, yeah. All right, no, sorry, one. Sorry, right. we'll keep, right, we'll keep going. I, I'd probably just put Nigel Gruff on mine. You know, the, the kicker from the replacements. <laughs> I didn't need to be told who Nigel Gruff was. I know who Nigel. Great movie. Yeah, look who you're talking to. That's yeah. also that movie is a uh, jacked John Favreau. Because you, you, it is Jack John Favreau. Jackter, or maybe not yes. so Jack John Favreau. That's a Jack John Favreau. Oh man, uh, yeah, this is a tough task, honestly. Um, I I really enjoy that both of you went to Friday Night Lights, and both of you went to characters that I actually would have seen because I've only seen the pilot. 
Um, so what? Uh, that's another one I need to watch, and I've been getting hounded at home to watch. So I need to. I know I'm the worst. Who, we need who, a who, sports. Who, who allowed me to have a microphone when I don't even know what we're talking about? Yeah, we need we need a sports rewatch, sports film rewatchable pod where you just rewatch mm. sports movies and talk about. Them. Well, what what I will say about that is that technically the Ringer Rewatchables podcast is started as the Sports Movie Hall of Fame, and they pivoted it after it three did. episodes. <laughs> so uh, this is this is a tough this is a tough decision. I think Shooter McGavin is maybe uh, my favorite sports villain that I've ever that I've ever watched. Um, that said, I'm going to give this one to Sydney. Um. Well two, points oh Sid, two points Thank to Sid, you. one point to Terry, because I think you had a badass Rushmore and you deserve a point for that. Um, but I think I'm a Gina Davis stan, and uh, League of Their Own is fantastic. And she's a legend. Um, you know, maybe she'll maybe she'll come back around on air in this pod at some point very soon. Who can say? Um, would be a great one for best too mm. for best app. If we if we done it as as like best athletes, yeah. just she was, yeah. yeah, 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 for sure, yeah, um, yeah, sweet, solid first round. Um, let's move on now to uh, do we want to do a celebrity athlete cup? Yeah, that's dope. All right, so that's I, so who's so that's you. So I. This is this is perfect. I'm gonna so for those of you who can't see, which is all of you, uh, Sydney's <laughs> wearing a Kansas City Chiefs hat. And Can you uh, explain the hat though, because it's not. Again, we know you yeah. can't. See it. it looks like a Hawaiian shirt. Like it's like Andy Reid's Hawaiian shirt yeah. pattern. So it's an Andy Reid vibe. So it's black and it has little like red roses on it. And I have to explain why. So traditionally, I am a person who hates anything remotely girly in sports apparel. It, like if there's glitter or bedazzledness or so, it just it, it pisses me off but the problem is um i can't buy a red chief's hat because i'm afraid that someone will see me in a red hat and before i turn around they'll mm. think that i'm wearing a red hat if you catch what i'm saying I do so catch yeah so Get it. Hmm. I get it. So, yeah. So I was like, okay, so I can't wear red and black as me. And so I was like, this gives me like Andy Reid shirt vibes. I respect that. So that's why. So when we were talking about topics for this episode, um, a very famous Kansas City chief and a very famous pop star have been just running amok uh, around social media. (laughs) Where are you going with? What are you talking about? (laughs) <laughs> so I have no idea what you mean. Yeah, so we're 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 talking uh Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, and we were like, oh, what are some other amazing uh celebrity athlete couples um that are out there? Um I just I, I'm gonna put the kibosh on us going down this Swift Kelsey rabbit hole because we could talk for four hours about this, I think. Uh but Here's here's hoping they both work out. Who can say? Um, yeah, I hope they're in love. I'll say that. <laughs> and I will also say, I hope that people get over it quickly because I'm ready to talk about football. Yeah. And it seems wild to me that we had, like, the Chiefs went off, the running backs, like, the core. I mean, it, the game was insane. We had the Dolphins putting up 
you know, banger points. And the only thing talking about in the NFL is Taylor and, you know, Kels. Like, oh, my God. Nets. She must really love him because she's going to see the Bears and the Jets back to back. Get out of here, people. Who cares? I mean, I hope they are in love. That would be awesome. But, like, I would really like it if we could start talking about football. Like, nothing against Swifties, but. <laughs> no. I mean, that'd be cute. Neither of their track records really point to the direction of this working out. But, uh, you know, who can say? Um, so this is this is Terry and I? Is that who Yeah, this is? it's you. Yeah, yeah. Right. Very so excited. Who wants to so go first? I think I'm supposed to go first, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we we aligned that cele- that other athletes, you know, co-athlete relationships still worked for celebrities. Um, and a few that I was thinking about, um, Andre Agassi and Steffi Graf, I think is a good one. That's not my pick, but I always thought that was a good one. Um, and then there was another one that I'm struggling to remember, but it doesn't matter. Uh, so I picked Nomar Garcia Parra and Mia Hamm. Okay. And- Yes, that was, and that, I mean, I don't, I don't really care about, I mean, I wish them well, I wish them nothing but the best, but not something I care about that much now. But when they started dating, I believe it was 2002, 2003, like that was like the height of like no more love. And I just remember like being like, awesome, like this is great. And this is, for some reason, I felt like it affected me, even though it didn't in any way. Um I think a lot of Boston fans felt that way. I think another thing to just kind of really stress maybe the insanity around this or or, or whatever is Mia Hamm's ex-husband is a United States Marine Corps helicopter pilot. And we were still all like, fuck that guy. Like, no, ma, no, ma, got her. Like that, I think that illustrates just the point of why, not why, or how much we cared in an un- unhealthy way. Just, just throwing that out there. But again, like for some reason, I just thought this is so cool. Like these two, like this is, I don't really have much else to say. No, I, <laughs> I, I agree with that. Cause it also like that, that sort of started my interest in watching women's soccer, honestly, like as a, as a young kid in Boston being like, oh, who was obviously I'd heard the name, but like, eh, I didn't really know anything about her. So it was. And that was, you know, just before uh, or right around that, oh. that 99 World Cup, right? Oh, yeah. Like, well, it was yeah. after, yeah. Post. Because they oh, got together post. in like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was post. Everyone knew who, she, yeah. I think it was also yeah. like the high, like it was almost like both of them were at the, the peak of their powers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Solid pick. Okay. Um, I, I like that Agassi graph one by the way. Yeah, that, me that's too. A, that's, that that's, was, a good, yeah. that's a good pull. Um, I, Is there uh, on their, um, their kids? Because we got, you, you know, you got to think that the potential for like the best tennis player ever is like, <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe they went the other way. Maybe they didn't want to play tennis because of their parents, but hmm. why don't you talk? Evan, I'll see if I can find an update on the, um, the offspring of Andre. <laughs> I would love to know that too. Cool. I, I started. I just started looking that up. But yeah, you, that's a that's a you task now. Uh, what are Jaden and Jazel up to? Um, so <laughs> I I, w- I was gonna go with Sue Bird and Megan Rapinoe, um, both absolute icons. Um, yeah. And next week is actually uh, so Sue Bird just recently retired, 
Rapinoe's uh-huh. retiring at the end of this season, just played her last U.S. national team game. Uh, and next Friday is her final game at home for the OL Reign. Uh, I will be there. I'm very excited about it. Um, but I did not go with these two um, because there's another iconic couple who I just absolutely adore, and that's Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union. I think they are just absolutely incredible uh gabriel union uh a love and basketball poll right there um yeah i i love episode of the podcast just just you know. <laughs> yeah, i but, like i mean i i like wade um as as annoying as, as as much as i hated watching him as a player as a celtics fan um i think that i'm kind of pulling towards them because in a post basketball world, um, they're still obviously like Union is an actress, so she's you know still out there on the scene. And uh, there's been a lot of talk about their parenting in particular over the past four or five years. Um, when Dwayne's daughter Zaya came out as transgender, uh, and all of a sudden we have this prominent black athlete who is talking about this whole world that maybe the NBA is not very familiar with. Um, and I, I think it just gave some visibility into like the human aspect of, of athletes and how much he truly cares about his child, regardless of who they are and how they identify or anything like that. Um, I know I took this in a hard left turn, but uh I, I had to choose them be just simply because of how they're just kind of always in the news lately about, you know, just pushing that message forward of inclusivity and, and love and, and all of that. Can I just uh, like, Yeah, you, you, yeah. Don't go to dirty pool, Kevin. <laughs> like that's, come on. Like this was like supposed to be like a fun thing. And you basically, <laughs> like, like what, what is Sid supposed to do now? Like, not choose what you just said? Like, come on. That wasn't... Well, first of all, I I hear hear you, Terry. You know, I feel like I agree with you wholeheartedly that seeing Dwayne Wade be, like, this very progressive parent who is doing the right thing and, and really speaking up when, you know, a lot of athletes are afraid of these topics and even remotely touching them with a 10 foot pole the fact that he's like embracing his kid i think it's a great message but in terms of like them as a couple um i love gabby union i think she's amazing she's not aging that woman is stunning like like oh my god she's so gorgeous um but you know if, you, if you'd gone with sue and megan i would have given you the points um i think i'm gonna go with terry here I'm going to go with Terry here for what it was at that time, because I think with everything that's going on with Travis and Taylor, I was really hoping one of you guys was going to pick something that sort of like created a similar sort of like frenzy. And I think that um, as much as I love Wayne Wayne and Gabby, they're not really like, no one's like freaking out frenzying over them being together. So that's why Terry wins this round. I mean, you both made the exact same face. When I said their names, <laughs> so I I yeah. knew in that moment that nothing I mean, else I said was gonna gonna get there. 
Wes and I love Dwayne Wayne. I think that what they're doing is awesome. But I, as terms of like a power couple and what they're putting out into pop culture, they're just not doing it. I'm really disappointed in neither one of you said Madonna and Dennis Rodman. Frankly. I would have gone Carmen Electra and Dennis Rodman over that. <laughs> I also oh. thought, I also thought the, the rules were they still had to be together. Oh, mm-hmm. good. I, did, I was unaware of said rule. Um, I made that rule up for myself, so. I like that. I like that rule. <laughs> I, I was just really. trying to think of other couples who, like, you know, had the internet existed during those times, like, it would have broke. And yeah, Gabby and Dwayne aren't breaking the internet. I like but really me and try- Noah probably would have. I, I really tried to take. I was like, I wanted to choose Russell Wilson and Ciara, but I was like, the, the, uh, mm, mm, I talked myself out of that very quickly. Um, great, great. Wonderful. So um, I have before we before we go on, I have some updates on the Agassi children. Ooh, oh, yes. Perfect. So neither one wanted to pursue tennis, and Andre and Steffi were firm that they did not want to force that upon them. Jaden, the son, does play baseball. He's at the University of Southern California as a pitcher. Okay. He's going into his senior season. Um Obviously, this is someone that's in college. I don't really want to disparage anyone's stats. I will say the stats I'm looking at are not ones that I think mean that a major league career is likely. However, who knows? You could have a stellar senior season, and I could be wrong. More than happy, Brian. What I found on the daughter is that the only thing I could find, and it's more just a sad state of affairs about online journalism, is that TennisWorldUSA.org has a story that is literally just about the fact that that Jazz Agassi shared a story on her Instagram about Carlos Alcaraz winning Wimbledon. It is literally all that this is about. Um, but it also doesn't seem like she plays tennis. Not checks out. No. For me, if I were to Literally, this is just... <laughs> yeah, checks out. Daughter. checks out. 19-year-old daughter of Andre Agassi and Steffi Grass celebrates Carlos Alcaraz with an exclamation point. And then the story is literally <laughs> just that she shared it to her. Like the, the article is that she just shared it to her story. There's nothing else in here. This sounds like a headline of a former publication that shall not be named that we all wrote for. <laughs> <laughs> but, but great. Exclamation point. Bold choice. Hoy, <laughs> yoy. Um, awesome. Cool. Oh. We we have we have one round to go. Yeah, sorry, and, uh, did I get? I got two, and Kevin got one. You know what? No, I'm gonna give you each one. What the? F- why did I just lose a point? What the? F- why? I didn't realize I could just you know decide how many points. I like this rule. This is a fun rule. But then I don't win. You've just created a tie. You've already said I won. You can give me one and him zero. No. I don't. I don't need a point. I don't need a point. But. No, no, no. You know what? I respect your arguments. So yes, two and one. I am gonna. I do want to give Kevin at least one point because I do. I respect where he came from, even though it's not what I would have the round I wanted to so, see. Just real quick for next time you're on, Sid. A little trick. Yeah, yeah. You could have. Can you could have guaranteed I can't win if you just gave me one because now you and I are tied three to three, and now the decision is in my hands. <laughs> right, but you see, I'm competitive like that, 
So you know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Stack oh, she's really gonna. In my own favor. Gonna bring it. I'm not stacking the cards in my favor. I'm not afraid. Okay, let's see. So it's three. You and I are tied. No, no, wait. No, you have two. Right. You have two. I have three. You have two. Kevin has one. So for our next topic, we're going to discuss the upcoming Super Bowl halftime show. It was recently announced that Usher will be the performer. Uh, And so we're going to give it to Kevin and Sid here to tell us who, if they were in charge of that decision, who they would have picked instead of Usher. Who could have been selected as a sports movie Mount Rushmore character. Can either of you name the movie that Usher was a sports movie athlete? Oh, I can't. Usher? Oh, I know. I'm going to be really mad at myself that I don't know this. Was it a football movie? <sighs> yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, he is a football player in the movie. It's not, You wouldn't call it a football movie. I will give hmm. you a hint. Hmm. What season are we entering? That answer is spooky season. Oh, 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 I have morning brain. Um, I have no idea. You're going to start just naming other people in the movie until you get it. <laughs> Josh Hartnett. I'm going to be so mad at myself. Tom Kajas. Yeah. Elijah Wood. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I own this on VHS. Clea Duvall. Sean, I think his name's Sean Hattesey. John Stewart. I might be done. Uh, Robert Patrick is the football coach. I totally. T- this I movie- had to look it up because it was driving me uh, crazy. I looked it up. I'm not going to say it because I never would have gotten this. I never would have gotten this. So do you want a final guess before I reveal it? No, because I feel like I can see it. I can see it, but I I can't speak it. The faculty. Oh, I wouldn't have gotten that. Okay. Gosh, I I haven't seen the faculty in forever. Josh Hartnett's, uh, he's got a really good use of the long sleeve tee under the short sleeve tee in that movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was a vibe. That was a whole nice vibe. Yeah, yep. you're talking about like high school Kevin right there. Jeez. Oh man. Terrible. Josh Hartnett. Um Oh, I s I I'm a big Josh Hartnett guy. I like that he's having a little bit of a renaissance here. He was so good in the, in his uh, Jason Statham movie. Did you see the new Jason Statham movie? I I this is a whole other thing. I watched half of it and then I stopped and then I never went back. No, oh, you should finish I it. I liked it's very funny. With the rest of the movie that I was kind of like, okay, but I liked Hartnett in it a lot. Okay, I I have a thing for Jason Statham. I love him. I love all of his movies. I'll watch them no matter how bad they are. Like honestly, I may I may rent Meg too just because he's in it. <laughs> um, I love him. He back in I'm gonna tell a really quick story about why I like him so much. So back uh, in the day day, I worked at Planet Hollywood Times Square, and um, I'm sorry. I, I know I met some of my most favorite people there, but it is a tough place to work. I wish this so I, was around the horn so you could see like the points being detracted from Sid as the story goes on. No, no, listen, it's really good. So we would do the handprints. Celebrities would come in, huge handprints. Times Square would be crazy. This was back when like TRL was still across the street. Big deal. So Statham comes in and this guy, after he's done doing his handprints, asks if he can go into the kitchen. He walks into the kitchen. He goes around and shakes every single 
person's hand from the line cooks to the dishwasher to our ex every single person and then he shook every manager's hand he shook like it was one of the most incredible celebrity restaurant encounters i've ever seen in my life and ever since then i've just been like this guy i'm watching every movie this guy's in that's a cool stuff that i'm sorry i'm all the points back up that was that i mean was... <laughs> who does that i mean yeah. he didn't even like eat like that much food it was just available to him you know in like the holding room before he did his hand prints so I will say I, I'm a big Statham fan as well. I mean, as a fellow bald man, he is the the, the <laughs> star. And I'll also say this: it's not like um, I don't think it was a choice because if I don't know if you ever seen the movie Ghost of Mars with um, it's Ice Cube's in it, and then um, Natasha Henstridge is in it, and it, it's so Statham. And okay. Statham, had, Statham in quotes has hair, and I say Ooh. that not as an insult because it's it's a level again of all of us bald men that we've been at where we're not ready to, to let go but we, we probably should have yeah um and i think it, i think it worked out very well for him i honestly yeah. if you think about it his career really took off once that happened yeah i mean he's so yeah he's got everything you want in action star he's funny he's yeah he's great he's I, definitely... I restarting that movie terry like finish it give it a well now, it a you know what that is is I rented it. I paid for it. Oh, and I still did it. Now I think it's on something streaming. It is. That's how I saw it. Okay. But because I love Aubrey Plaza. I, I I like it's Guy Ritchie, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I like Grant. I mean I like I like State. I liked everything about it. Carrie Elways. Yeah. Who yeah. is he is not British in real life, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh he is? Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, he's I, super British. I didn't realize that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I thought the Josh Hartnett is was so funny in this, and I was just like you. I was like, I am so glad to see Josh Hartnett back on the screen because for us that were like teens in the '90s, like he was everything. I am a huge fan of the film Lucky Number Eleven. Yeah, it's a gr great movie. Great, you great got film. good taste. Yeah. Thank you I, very much. Don't butter me just, up. You know I'm about to be the judge. No, no. I I just need to call out two things. I just went. I just IMDb'd Carrie, and the first you put his name in, and it like if you ever go to IMDb, like the first, the the person's name comes up, and then it says like actor comma and one of the things that they've been in. Yeah. What is the movie that is in his search bar when like that's that it basically IMDb is saying this is the movie he is known for. Oh. It's Saw. It's Saw over Princess Bride? That is yeah. just messed up. Insane. Also, he's as British as it gets because he was born in Westminster, London. Yeah. <laughs> like, it yeah. doesn't get more British than that. Yeah, he's super um, British. But I think I was with you there, Terry. I don't I don't know that I realized well, that. Well, because he's the Val Kilmer role in, in Hot mm. Shots. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> and he's, I mean, he's not British in Saw. They're, they're just so much thing, better at. Terry, it's a thing called acting. I understand that. But but they uh, Brits are so much better at playing Americans than Americans are at playing Brits. Like One I think that's just percent. like I couldn't. I nobody would ever hire me to do a British accent because so. I would murder it and lose them a lot of money. 
Um, and in both of your defense, I think that I could be making a broad generalization, which I don't love to make, but I feel like women know that he's British because all of us were like in love with him after Princess Bride and during Princess mm-hmm. Bride. So it was like something you just like kind of had to know or you were eager to know because you sure. wanted him to say as you wish to you. <laughs> um. Andre the Giant's not American. I knew that. Does that help? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, and you're right. Isn't that the whole thing? Is uh, isn't he a Spaniard in in Princess Bride? Mandy Patinkin. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I know he's yeah, yeah. not that in real life. Mm. Oh, I love. So that. I hit it all except for Carrie Ellis. <laughs> Um, Great argument. So halftime show. Um, oh yeah, who's going? Uh, Kevin. Goes I think first. I think I go first with this one. Um, I I I think we're like stuck in this uh, never-ending cycle of pop stars from like the '90s and early 2000s that are still relevant, and we're just like giving them a platform over and over again. And that's what I feel like this this usher. Uh, halftime show is it's not that exciting for me like they'll put on a good show don't get me wrong uh but like we're gonna be listening to songs from 20 years ago i think what they should have done and i know i'm gonna basically like shoot my own argument in the foot partially with this um is do a dual announcement with a long-standing group that has been fantastic for a number of years now in fallout boy and they continue to be relevant they continue to find ways to evolve if you listen to their first album compared to the stuff they're putting out now you could still tell it's fallout boy but like their their music has had an evolution um and i think you pair that up with an up-and-coming star who's only 20 years old and just put out her second album in olivia rodrigo tell oh, me that Tell me that you start this Super Bowl halftime show with this solo spot on Olivia. She starts singing, and then all of a sudden, the band behind her is Fall Out Boy, and they just, like, it would be incredible. You're bridging a generational gap. You're bringing, like, high-octane vibe music to the show. Hopefully, that is matching the the <laughs> what's happening on the field in the first half. And what will then, you know, continue to come? Like, I think that would just be like so awesome and motivating. And also, I am a big fan of both of those artists, so it it would very much appeal to me. When you say hopefully it matches what's happening in the field, what would that look like? What, what well, I mean, that? like <laughs> need the energy. Like, like okay. I, I want that first half to be like not like a like a six to three stinker. Like, you know, I want like a opening kickoff return for a touchdown maybe an interception or two, like just like the crowd's really into it. The teams are playing hard. It's not like a, the Patriots Ram Super Bowl from five, six years ago when it ended 10 to three. Like, yes, I guess defense wins championships, but boring is all hell to watch. Um, if you're not a fan of one of those teams. Or if you're not a fan of, def- fan of defense. That defensive game plan was impeccable. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I get yeah. it. I get it. It's like, yeah, no, no, no. I, I get like, what you're saying. A bunch of a bunch of three and outs and like a couple of field goals is just, eh. That's you're not exciting for, for the biggest game. It, like, it's 
that's a stage, you know, you're literally on stage for the world to see people who don't watch football, watch the Super Bowl. And, and so like, you got to match that energy somehow. Wait, you mean the teams or the band? What? I don't know. Well, no. Sorry. When you said you got to match that energy, do you mean the 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 play or do you? Mean oh, the... I meant I meant the play. I meant the play. Like okay. they have to meet. They have to meet the moment. Well, and I think you're suggesting it's more important to score points in the Super Bowl than win the game. <laughs> I'm not suggesting that at all. Uh, really? Dolphins twenty four, Eagles twenty one at halftime. That would be great. That would be lame. Who wants to watch that when you know the Chiefs could be playing? So just so you know, as someone whose <laughs> team has become, you know, the villain and it took a while to recognize, why don't you want my team to win? Not everyone <laughs> wants. Oh, listen, I knew the second the Chiefs started getting any sort of success, it didn't matter that we had that 50 year drought and so many, we suffered as fans for so long. Like I, I knew it was coming. I knew the hate was coming almost like, I get it. I totally get it. Then I felt it as a person watching the Pats all those years during their runs. So I get it. I respect your view. Yeah. I'm being quiet because I have a Tyreek Hill take that will go for 45 minutes. So I'm just going to keep my mouth shut about that. But I think think you both might be in lockstep with that, though. Yeah. (laughs) I think you're probably right. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. Terry and I could probably rant about Tyreek for a while. Hmm. Let's uh let's move on to your let's super. Talk about let's talk about halftime. Let's talk about halftime. I'm going to be okay, honest. So, this is you got an uphill battle right now. Okay, well, the first thing that came to my mind, which is not who I picked, but the obvious choice right away was Taylor Swift, just because she's had this huge, massive stadium tour. It seems like she's the biggest superstar. She's turned down playing now two times to the NFL. She's been asked and turned it down, but that's not who I picked. Um. I picked someone who has ties to the NFL. She was the first woman ever to host the NFL honors just recently. She is a multi-generational fan base. She's sold out stadium tours. She's had a Vegas residency. Don't we all want to get hyped listening to Since You've Been Gone, and stronger at halftime. I went with Kelly Clarkson. I went with Kelly Clarkson. I, I think that it's been a while since we've had sort of like a legit rock kind of energy. And she has a rock pop vibe. Everybody loves her songs. I think that she would put on a banger halftime. Um, and she's currently relevant. Like she's she's got shows. She's got things happening. Um, I looked it up because I was curious while we were talking. Usher's last album was 2016, and apparently he's announced that he's dropping a new album on February 11th of next year. So Fix was in then. It's going to be called Coming Home, um, so that's probably Why did you put that in quotes? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I don't know. It felt right. Like... Um, and so, yeah. So I went with Kelly Clarkson. I think that she is an incredible artist. And she's a superstar. And the vibe would be up. Um, everybody loves her. Um, yeah. And for me personally and selfishly, I know this won't score me points, but uh, 
both times in recent years, the Chiefs have won the Super Bowl. It was Chick playing at halftime, so I had to go with the woman. I had to put that feminine energy out there because uh, in 2020, it was Shakira yeah. and J-Lo, and in uh, 2023, it was Rihanna. So I had to go with the Chick. Even though deep down, there is an elder millennial Gen X energy that would have loved if like all of this in sync swirliness was uh because they were doing a halftime show but because they were suddenly doing their like 2001 halftime show again well that was wasn't a full them show remember they they shared the they, stage they, with, they like, were just like Smith and nelly britney nelly. like mary j blige it was like the sandler collab. they did a little skit before too with sandler was in it yeah it was like a so we haven't gotten a full set. Um, wait a second. Can Timberlake do it again? Is he allowed to do it again? What do you mean? They put like a limit. Oh, uh, nope. No, uh, that's not what I'm talking about. No, no. When he, uh, the wardrobe malfunction on Janet Jackson. Oh, snap. I, wow. I feel like I just locked that from my memory box. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think there was actually a ruling on it, like the Will Smith Austin <laughs> ban, but I, I, I bet you if, I bet you they wouldn't do it, not not in a second, I bet you that whoever scheduled the Super Bowl halftime show wouldn't do it because they wouldn't want to deal with that negative press around bringing all that back up. No, you're yeah. probably right. Although I will say right now, the buzz around NSYNC, like it's, it's very similar to like this Travis stuff. Can we just talk about how how much money Usher probably had to pay to get this Super Bowl appearance and also drop is it, his? Is it him in, or is it, it yeah, the the um, record company? Yeah, probably. I, the record it, company, I always yeah. thought it was the label. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're if you're dropping your album the same day that you're performing in the Super Bowl, like that yeah. is yeah. that is the ultimate advertisement, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's like, PR, PR, PR. Yeah. But the funny part's going to be is he's going to do the songs do you know what i'm saying he's gonna do all those yeah. old songs oh, totally. gonna, maybe he'll do like like the whatever the single is gonna be like in the middle yeah but what's yeah. why can't i think of this what's not confet what's the song the the his big the one that i think that the video was him and chili from tlc oh my god what the hell what? was that song because that was the, they, they were an item for a little while an what? item Christ, Terry. What am I, seventy-five years old? Um, yeah, I think he might be. No, um, Are you talking about you got it bad? Me, yeah, no. I am talking about that. That, that, you... that is the one with Chili in it, but I'm thinking of a different song. Mm. It doesn't matter. You thinking um, a boyfriend? Sorry. You thinking a boyfriend? No. I pulled out no. my Usher essentials. Uh, I will anyway. say Usher could have some good guests. I will say, like Justin Bieber's never played halftime, and he discovered Biebs, so maybe we'll get some. Maybe we'll get some guest spots with the Usher halftime. Has yeah. no, oh, no, that was a stupid question. What I was just gonna say. Um, both are great. Both really play to me. Like I'm a big fan of all three of the people we're talking about. When you said Kevin, just the the generational thing, I thought of the um, when uh, Olivia Rodrigo's first album dropped, and it was about how millennials listening to Olivia Rodrigo, and it was Jamie Lee Curtis from Freaky Friday. Like that was <laughs> that was good. Um, I'm gonna give it to Kevin. I think I would rather see that, but right. um, and the other thing too is I believe 
they go back and well i guess actually that's not true because usher's probably better to be by himself but what i was gonna say is like, it seems like a lot of times they go back and forth between like a solo performer and then like multiple people because like was it two years ago or three years ago when they had all like eminem dr dre two, two years that ago was two years ago yeah with, it was, it 50, was in, yeah 50 upside down like yeah right right right, right. yeah um galore. yeah i think i'm just i'm just going with kevin's because i would rather I would be if that happened. I would actually be excited and would actively watch it. I am a person that 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 is my time to do some cleanup, go to the bathroom, all that's I'm not a avid. Let me sit down and watch the halftime show. I typically don't care. And honestly, if if the Patriots are playing, I'm too nervous to even like like the uh, <laughs> yeah. I watched the Gaga one. I think that was yeah that was Falcons Pats. I was obviously very upset for that halftime, but I watched that halftime show after the game and was like, oh, this is pretty good. Like I was, I was not in in a, in a headspace in any way to to watch that. Um, well, at, le- at least you you won't really need to be worrying about being anxious in I this year's Super Bowl. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the bigger concern would be worrying about if Mac Jones runs onto the field as a guest of the game and punches someone in the balls during during the game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can't Kevin that. point. Sid won. I think that means a three-way, three-three-three tie. Oh, it which, does. Oh. I think. What? How do we decide? Oh, we don't. We don't. We just we just move on. Oh, it's soccer. Okay. What'd you say? <laughs> it's soccer. So I oh, feel that's... like it's soccer. Soccer. Yeah. yeah a lot know. of great play, and nobody gets a win. Yeah. This is like the um the let's have a nice clean race campaign pin. Yeah. I will <laughs> say I feel like I. I don't, I don't, I think I probably wouldn't watch Fallout Boy and Olivia Rodrigo. You're lost. I just, I don't know. I feel like, I, I feel like I don't know any Fallout Boy songs. You. Yeah, you do. Do you like hockey? It was a hockey playoffs where they had one that was like, um, their, their song. Um, what's the song? The one that's, I'm not going to sing on, but it's like on fire. Well, I guess I am going to sing it. Um, <laughs> uh, light them up. Light them up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Light them up, 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 not Jay. the st- not the starting line, but whoever Kenny Vaselli from the starting line, his next band was playing, and I forget uh, like who his band was after that. Um, but they were playing together, and my sister had a had a friend who like either worked at the venue or worked with the one of the bands or the tour or something along those lines. So when the show was over, uh, I got they to go. They, yes, vacation. Oh, they were not good. Um, but uh, when the show was over, I got to meet up with them and, and go backstage. And uh, I have this like vivid memory of walking into the bathroom and like Kenny Vaselli walking in next to me and just having that like weird, just this weird moment uh, at the at the urinals and then walking back out and <laughs> like sitting down and playing dice. Um, with like the drummer from Fallout Boy. Oh wow! Who was just like the apparently guy that always, ne- um, 
Oh wait, no, it's he never a has a shirt on. Yeah, he oh, never wears a shirt. Somebody, one of them is very straight edge, and then one of them smokes a ton of weed, and so the one of them always has a shirt over his nose because he. This uh, might have just been a single, like, Rolling Stone profile I read once. <laughs> so that might have been like that. Might not be what they always do. Just what happened in that specific moment, but yeah. I just I just remember that Andy Hurley is his name, the drummer, sitting on the floor in a circle and playing dice, and uh, and then I got entirely too intoxicated, and I was underage. So that was sweet. I wow. actually forgot that happened until my sister brought it up like a couple years ago, and I was like, oh my god! Somehow I buried that in like the archives of my memory. But um, yeah. Anyway, I've liked them for like twenty years, so I'd like to see it. Well, thanks again, Sydney, for joining us today in view of, of, of Justin. Um, and also, I feel like I, sh- I should have done this at the beginning, but shout out to Justin and Joe. Congratulations on the new addition to your family. Uh, and yeah. we hope to have you back in here soon. But when you do, I hope you've been able to get some sleep. Uh, yeah. So uh, great up. Thanks again, Sid, for joining us. Thanks, Terry, uh, for keeping us honest as always. And uh, (laughs) we will uh, check you out next time. Thanks, guys.